Hello and welcome to another edition of Where Are They Now? Made possible here on KDCR by Farmers Mutual Insurance Association of Holy Grinnell Mutual Member. Providing property protection to Northwest Iowa farmers and homeowners since 1886. Trust in tomorrow. Our guest on Where Are They Now? today is a former Door College women's basketball player. During her freshman year, she actually had the fifth highest three-point field goal shooting percentage in school history, a 2004 graduate of Dort College, and a doctor of osteopathic medicine in Northwest Iowa. Joining us on Where Are They Now is Rachel Shooty Wilsono. You grew up in Northwest Iowa, kind of near the Sibley and Ocheedan area there. When did you first hear about Dort, and why did you kind of make the decision to continue your academic and athletic careers here? Well, I actually, you know, since I grew up around here, I pretty much grew up around Dort. We just sort of always just knew it. And I'll be honest, I went to Western, Western Christian Northern Hall, and I went there always saying, I am not going to Dort. I always said that, but, you know, you're a high school idiot that you don't know much. And actually, I had never been to Dort. You know, I'm saying I'm not going to Dort only because everybody goes there was kind of the saying. Well, then when I finally was a senior, I actually visited Dort and I was shocked, and it was even before all the new, pretty, beautiful stuff was there. I think the student union building, I can't. I think it opened, like, the beginning of my sophomore year or maybe in the middle of my sophomore year. So I actually, like I said, I was not going to go to Dort, but then I visited on one of those senior days, and they were recruiting me for basketball and volleyball. And honestly, probably by the grace of God, I tore my ACL my senior year in high school, and everybody else pretty much dropped out of recruiting me. So I did a second visit at Dort. They were still recruiting me, one of the only ones, and I ended up going there, and it was a very good fit. Pre-med was very important to me, and actually the Dort coaches reassured me that, you know, you'll be able to do both, because I was really worried about playing basketball as well as being able to keep up and make med school. You talk about studying pre-med there, you know, before we get to the athletic career a little more. You studied pre-med there. You kind of had some of an emphasis in chemistry. What drew you into that field of study, and how did that tie into some of what you'd later learn at Des Moines University? I started being interested in biology because at high school, in high school, I didn't know what I was going to do, and I actually never really considered doctor. I had a couple of events in my life that made me start thinking healthcare, and then when I talked to my guidance counselor at Western about being a doctor, he really never let me forget it. He's like, you need to do that. So I started with a biology major, and I think I switched like within the first few weeks of class, because I really like math. Chemistry has a lot more math in it. And I remember Professor Fictory, and I think we have Gen Chem as our first class, even in biology. I switched right away because I I liked it. I liked the math part of it. And it gives you a very, very good solid foundation for pre-med. You have to take the MCAT before you can get into med school. And they really, at the time, they only required five classes to take the MCAT. Well, I wanted to make sure I did well, and I didn't want to take, you know, be like a weird, like a history major or something to only have five science classes. And I always loved the sciences anyway in grade school. I even loved science class. And then, yeah, definitely, I think chemistry, my senior year, there's something called physical chemistry. That was the hardest class I've ever taken in my life, including med school. That prepared me for med school. That was a terrible class. <laughs> I remember the math, the math in that class was more than any math class I've ever taken. and. But Dr. Victory was a great, he was a, he was a great professor, and we had a lot of fun. Small group. I also liked that chemistry was actually a smaller knit group than even biology was. Dort prepares you because it makes you do homework. I know a lot of kids, my friends, that would go to college, big universities. In fact, I had, a, I had a boyfriend who never had homework, and he was in engineering. And I was like, well, how do you learn this stuff? How do you even 
well, I test her open book and he didn't. Like, I, I took calculus one and two at Dort as part of chemistry. He was one of the best professors ever. It was like back to high school where you had assignments every day and you did them. And that's we learned. It was a great, great class. You played varsity basketball at Dort. When did the idea of playing basketball at the collegiate level start to become a reality for you? <laughs> well, when I was in grade school, I wanted to be in the NBA, of course, when I was in grade school. At the time, there was no WNBA. Then that started, and I thought, they play with a clown ball. Why would I want to be in the WNBA? But basketball, honestly, was always my biggest love in life, you know, activity-wise, my whole life. And then when I went to Western, volleyball was a whole new thing, and they wanted me to play volleyball. And to this day, I regret not playing volleyball at Dort. I turned them down. (laughs) I didn't think I'd be able to handle basketball with pre-med. And Mr. Vandenbosch was a coach at Western where I went. I don't think I got him. He moved on before I was of that age. But then he was at Dort and he recruited me and I I can't believe to this day that I turned the man down. But yeah, basketball, I always wanted to play as far as I could. So even as a freshman in high school, I was hoping to play somewhere. I think I was a lot better when I was younger. (laughs) When you think back to your time at Dort, what stands out to you the most? Oh boy. One of the things I guess would be lab. When you're a bio, chem, whatever major as far as science, you're in lab all the time. And when I wasn't in lab, I seemed to be at practice, but they worked so well together. My coaches were so nice that I could show up late. Even my teammates, I don't think they held that against me, but there's, there are times when I missed three-fourths of practice because lab you know, would be from like two to five o'clock. I guess it's not maybe the most glaring, wonderful memory of college, but that is really what prepared me, I think, for med school. You would go from lab to practice to studying. I mean, it was I had to be pretty focused. I probably wasn't as carefree as a lot of the other college students. I remember my coach saying everybody was sleeping on the way to games that I was studying every time. <laughs> but it did prepare me, and, and it let me do both things that I loved. We had a, a teammate that was at a Division One school, and then she transferred to us, and she couldn't believe that we were allowed to actually take real courses. She said when she was in her D1 school, they would pretty much hand her a course schedule and say, here's your classes, make sure you get your grades so you can play. I mean, she said they were known as the easiest classes on campus, just so that all those kids could pass and play. And one of the reasons she came to Dort actually was that she could actually get a real education while playing basketball. I remember, like I said, I think it was, for some reason, I think it was the middle of my sophomore year when the student union, that huge building opened. And that, that started my coffee addiction. I hated coffee my whole life. And then when that thing opened, I think that was the start of my coffee addiction and great times with friends and studying. And to this day, I have a coffee addiction. As I mentioned earlier, you ended up going to Des Moines University for med school. So you studied osteopathic medicine. And for those who aren't familiar, what is osteopathic medicine? So osteopathic medicine, when you're done, you become a DO rather than an MD. And, and honestly, the way we look at it, the way doctors look at it, and the way patients look at it, unless they know about it, it's the same thing. So osteopathic schools typically, you know, they, they try to teach a more holistic approach, which doesn't mean holistic like I think we think of it nowadays, but we have an extra class, basically. Like the simplest term is you go to med school, but you have an osteopathic class. And that, in a way, it's almost like a hybrid I don't quite want to say chiropractor, but almost we we get taught if someone complains of right upper quadrant pain in your stomach, it could be many different things, including 
your gallbladder, which would cause back pain. It, it basically connects all sorts of, I don't know, like musculoskeletal problems to actual organ problems and vice versa. So really, but the simplest way to say is we go to med school just like everyone else goes to med school, but we have an extra class added in that helps us do a little bit of manipulation, not necessarily, you know, cracking and popping all the time, but learning the body systems as far as where does this muscle connect and how does that affect the fascia around it and how does that affect how you feel. So DOs, you know, just like an MD, we go to residency, we just pick what specialty we want to go into and there's, you know, there's DOs in every field out there. But I, I do think... The DO schools, they claim that they maybe attract more primary care people in general, but I still have surgeon DO friends. Now, you ended up doing your residency in Nebraska. You've done some work actually after that, kind of as a traveling doctor there, but you're back in Northwest Iowa now working as a doctor of osteopathic medicine with Avera. What drew you back and what do you enjoy most about (laughs) essentially practicing in your hometown? The thing about DNU that was actually really awesome is they did not have a university hospital. Like University of Iowa has a huge university hospital. Des Moines did not. So they allow us to go all over to do rotations, which I thought was great. I grew up on a farm and I never traveled. I didn't do anything like that. Every four weeks or so, I was in a different place. I was over Detroit, Washington, D.C., Florida, South Carolina, Sioux City, Texas, all over the place. So you got a taste of medicine everywhere, and it is very different in different places. And I always knew, I'm, I'm a country girl, I always knew that. I mean, I like to be in the city in my training, maybe. You know, you get your restaurants and stuff. But to have a family someday, I always knew I did not want to be in a city. And growing up in Sibley, there's one hospital and clinic in the whole county. And that's just always where we went. That's who we knew. They were kind of the doctors, too, that... They didn't really usher me along because at the time I didn't know I wanted to be a doctor, but they, you know, everyone looked up to them. I still know them. In fact, the one's my partner right now. But I knew that once I was sort of settled in life that I would probably go back home. And when I was doing all that traveling doctor stuff, I went home every, I think every fourth weekend I took their weekend. So I would drive from Lincoln at, at noon. They let me leave. Got to Sibley by four o'clock and I did the whole weekend. And then I would leave at eight in the morning on Monday and I'd go to work in Lincoln. Did that for probably two or three years before I actually signed here and came in permanently. So I tasted it. I knew what it was like here. I also knew I wanted to probably be close to family when I had kids, and I've got two kids now. I always knew I'd be somewhere in the country, and I figured, why not home? <laughs> I knew that with kids, I, I know how to raise a kid in the country. I know how to, well, at least I, I was raised that way, so I figured I'd know how to better than in the city. And being a doctor when you're on call... It's impossible. You have to have so much family support just to be there because you're leaving all the time. So that's been very helpful. You talk about raising your children and family. The role of athletics changes in our lives as the years go by. And whether it's basketball or running or some other physical activity, what's kind of the role of athletics in your life today? Oh, man, it it needs to be more. I was literally, you know, in school forever, so I was pretty old before I had kids, but I still worked out probably six days a week, and then I had kids, and this job is busy, so I finally had to make the commitment again after my first kid. I was going mentally crazy, so athletics now basically is, you know, three days a week I get on. I had to spend the money. I had to spend the money to get my own treadmill and elliptical machine because otherwise I can't leave my kids home alone. So that's what athletics is right now is I still love to work out because I have to mentally, actually, physically too, but probably more mentally, I just need to do it. And I think I really am so thankful that athletics, it gives you that habit to where you actually, I I feel almost, I don't know, not gross, but almost when I don't work out. 
I feel not at my tip top and I really miss it. In fact, this weekend I'm seeing an old friend and we're going to play basketball together. And I have not shot a basketball in over a year probably. I feel like everything in my body is going to break when I do it. But <laughs> <laughs> he's a doctor so he can help fix me. <laughs> well, hopefully the jump shot isn't rusty. Oh, I hope not. That is something that you really don't lose. I've learned that. And it might hurt a little bit. You might pull something, but you don't lose that, actually. That's kind of nice. And I'm hoping my kid, my my oldest is four. And man, I got to work on his coordination. We got to get the balls out a little more often. Once again, a big thank you to Rachel Wilson, oh, formerly Rachel Schutte, for all of her time and the answers she provided. We're always grateful to the former Door College students and athletes that take some time to join us here on Where Are They Now, which is made possible on KDCR by Farmers Mutual Insurance Association of Hull, a Grinnell Mutual member, providing property protection to Northwest Iowa farmers and homeowners since 1886. Trust in tomorrow. I'm your host, Christian Zylstra, and that's going to do it for this edition of Where Are They Now? Thank you.